And welcome everyone to Films with Women in My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Mama Kay. It's just me tonight. Hi, everybody. Well, me and Brennan. Yes, we were we were originally supposed to do something else, but uh, it was uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, and uh, mm. I was begged by other co-hosts not to not to subject him to that. So <laughs> we're not going to do that on this show. But there was another movie that came out that we weren't going to do that I was like, yeah, this will be a nice replacement, and it is Nobody. Nobody is an action thriller film starring Bob Odenkirk. People probably know him most these days from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. I originally saw him in Mr. Show back in the 90s. He's a very funny comedic actor for a long time, but he has also done dramatic stuff, and now he's doing action stuff, so he's doing it all now. Uh, do you know anything about this going in? Um, I did see a trailer for it, and I thought, okay... Um, I always thought Bob Odenkirk was like a, just a comedian, uh, cause I was never on the Breaking Bad train. Yeah. I guess I don't know him for like 20 years or 25 years. And now here he comes as, uh, a potential action hero. So I think, I think he could be another, uh, well, this is the this is the, a lot of the guys behind this did the John Wick films. So there's three John Wick movies. David Leach uh, is behind those, and he's a producer on this. And it's written by Derek Kolstad, who's the writer on all three John Wick movies. Gotcha. And then yeah. the director Ilya Nishuler has done one other film. He did a Hardcore Hunt Henry, which is a it's a first person action movie. So the whole the whole thing is from. Like, you just see, like, his hands with guns, and he's, like, killing people. It's kind of like being in a video game. Uh, yeah. I have not seen it, but I've heard mixed things saying it's got some cool stuff, but uh, overall it doesn't work as a whole thing. But uh, this is only his second movie. He's done a bunch of, he's a, he's a, done a bunch of like, Russian music videos, Russian guy, which <laughs> there's the villains in this makes a little more sense. Is that what happens? Uh, so you this... go from Russian music videos to big-time action you know, in between, sequence. he did. Uh, I think he, he did. So yeah, like Hardcore Henry was a smaller movie, and then uh, he did a surge, uh, surge from uh, uh, System of a Down. He did one of his music videos. So he kind of mm-hmm. worked his way to this. All but right. uh, this is the plot of Nobody. When two thieves break into his suburban home one night, Hutch declines to defend himself or his family, hoping to prevent serious violence. The aftermath of the incident strikes a match to Hutch's long simmering rage. Long simmering rage, triggering dormant instincts and propelling him on a brutal path that will surface dark secrets and lethal skills. So, that sounds interesting to you. If you haven't seen Nobody, you like the John Wick movies, maybe like a Taken kind of, like a Liam Neeson Taken kind of movie. The the, the somewhat older action star in a, you know, a lot of shooting, killing kind of movie. I get a Die Hard feel. If you you dig Die Hard, this might be a jam for you. An an older, an older middle-aged white guy shooting (laughs) a bunch of people. It's in theaters. I don't know if it's streaming. I don't think it's streaming. It could be for um, VOD, but it's not streaming on sites. This is pure theaters. So go check it out if you have any interest. We're going to spoil it now. We rate things here at Films with Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Uh, Hutch is a seemingly ordinary man. He's got two kids. His wife, Becca, is, uh, I think she's like a real estate agent, mm-hmm. uh, and he's got just kind of an office job. We don't really know exactly, but he's got spreadsheets, uh, you know, basic <laughs> logistics, accounting, whatever. It doesn't matter. Office job. Uh, he walks to work. He, you know, he takes the bus sometimes. He 
for you know just misses taking out the trash pretty mundane stuff uh his kids are kind of like whatever about him his wife and him are a strange just kind of uh grown stale and then one night uh intruders break into the house and you can see him wanting to do something about it but he he kind of holds back and chooses to to let them let them go uh and his family's like oh you're you're a pussy and then his neighbor's like you're a little pussy and that's basically what everyone in his life says his dad who lives in a nursing home and he has a a half brother who lives in the radio for like half the movie i'm not really sure how all that works but uh right. he's got a that we're gonna meet his half brother later on who he talks to occasionally uh but one night he just can't take it anymore he goes after the people who broke into his house uh he also gets into a little situation with several uh men on a on a bus who are drunken and violent and possibly going to hurt this young woman that sets off a chain of events where he has to face down like a Russian mobster and a bunch of other people and we learned that before Hutch was just suburban dad he was uh, the a government killer they call him an auditor but whatever he's a government guy who killed people so he's gonna go and take revenge i i guess on all these people and uh that's that's the plot of this movie so what do you think of it mama k well when you run it down like that it really does sound like the plot of most movies like this right i mean um it's not breaking new ground yeah there is there's there's some things to talk about a little bit later that are that are more interesting and more fun i think but you know i, I like the fact that we don't know what his deal is we we kind of i think we're it's only 10 or 15 minutes that we also probably think that he's a pussy so um but then Mm -hmm. we get into it and then as the as it as the movie goes a bit you find out that not only is he like you know a former agent he's like the former agent he's the one that people within you know all of these secret societies and secret cias and things like that he's the one that they're afraid of so you know that this guy is yeah and you would never think that of course by looking at him and it's interesting that they set up a lot of things that they don't play out in the end like in the beginning we see his family and i mean i think his little daughter has that you know i love daddy kind of thing going on so i don't think she's Mm -hmm. she's she's pretty classic but you know the son for sure is like no and then the wife um there's this mysterious giant pillow that lives in the bed between them and that's like so either really like i i didn't know i was waiting for the big explanation on that but i don't know that it ever came so i thought it was just because she wants the distance between them while they sleep and uh i get like that showing... but that's that's like banging it over your head it doesn't have to be that it's not subtle at all so i was like this is no. not going to be an ex. This whole movie that sort of set it up for me that this movie is not going to be an exercise in subtlety, and it's certainly not. Um, so, Russian gangsters, okay, yeah, they're they're in all the movies because I don't think they really uh, offend any mass audience that you know is offensive. I guess so. Um, plots, plots, the weakest part, but fun. I'm going to give it a two and a half. Yeah, the plot's uh, pretty standard. I don't. The only thing that I I didn't know what what the deal. RZA is the is the voice in the radio. I didn't know what that yeah. was going to be at first. I thought he was like a ghost or something, and like he was like uh, communic like like he was crazy or something, and like communicating to like a dead partner or something. I didn't get wow. at first that he was still because at the uh, the first time they meet, I think it feels like he says something like. Like I think he says like you're dead, but I think he means you're dead in like the 
you're on you're you've left the life and you're under right. you're, you're hiding away but i guess i took like i just thought it was weird that he was talking to him on like a radio like it wasn't even like a it didn't, i guess it was a radio it looked it, it was weird and i didn't understand what was going on there for a while i just felt like um, that was a two-way radio situation i guess i'm older so i have you know more reference to old school tactics yeah. on how to you know contact people but yeah i don't know okay. that that played out for me either i mean that's another I mean, the pillow thing bothered me a little bit, and also his relationship with RZA was like, you know. Well, the pillow thing, I I understood because I I sometimes uh, I put a pillow between Nicole and I, but not because of the distance, because she snores very loud, and I sometimes have to kind of like muffle it, so I don't put it between our bodies. I just kind of crumple it between my head and her head, so that I don't hear all the snoring. But I can't put headphones on or like earplugs because I have to hear my alarm in the morning. I won't wake up otherwise, so that's my compromise. But uh, anyway, I guess the pillow was something more known to me. Uh, yeah, the, the plot is not the strength. I wasn't expecting it to be. Not a whole lot of twists other than RZA is a real person right. uh, for me, which for, I don't for think you, was anyway, supposed to anyway, that be. was a twist. <laughs> right, but like they introduce like sub-bad guys and the sub-bad guys get taken out. And like they'll do beginning of scene foreshadowing. Like that guy gives the, guy, the, the Russian lobster a bad look. And then that's how he proves he's a badass. He kills him in five seconds. Right. Uh, like a lot of a lot of like real basic stuff, which is like I, I like I'm not expecting going into this to be anything deeper than a decent action movie. So just competence and execution. I kind of I know you weren't on it, but when we did, we did a coming to America, I'm like, it's a com- broad comedy. If it makes me laugh and it achieves its goals, this is if it hits its setups and the action's good, then it achieves its goals. Yeah. Uh, so the plot is like a, I'll give it like a three. It carries it to the end. I don't have any like major questions about like why things are the way they are. Uh, I mean, he's he's quick to find stuff out. I guess because the only thing, and I don't. In the end, what's he really? I, I guess he's going after the mobster boss because he has to because he's coming for him. Right. And like. Right. It's not going to. Well, end he came for his family. Yeah. After. Yeah. Yeah, so like that. Yeah, he came for the the, the, the came for the family because he killed one of the guys in the bus. He kills is like his younger brother, which much younger brother. Um, right. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, uh, the characters though. We got Bob Odenkirk as Hutch, uh, Connie Nielsen's the wife, the two kids. Uh, Harry Manzel is RZA, the half brother who shows up later. Uh, Christopher Lloyd plays David Manzel, the retired <laughs> FBI agent, the father. Uh, Alexei Serbryakov is the Russian drug lord. Uh, a couple other smaller characters, like his uh, the the one black Russian uh, guy. Yeah, uh, he's he's in, he's in there. There's a. Uh, a couple of the people who work at like his like brother-in-law and like the uncle who work in the the whatever yeah they own the business i think it's like waste management or something you know it's it's yeah it's i don't know i guess it doesn't really matter uh but uh those are the characters what do you think of them okay yeah i think i mean they they flesh out the plot pretty well um it's disappointing it this is really just a bob odenkirk action film i mean there's not yeah. Every, everything revolves around what he's doing and um don't forget the obnoxious neighbor next door because he's in it for a brief moment but gets his i think he gets his come up come up it's without him actually being there which is kind of fun um i like that that's another competent thing like we set up earlier his yeah. name is an asshole so when we steal his cool car we don't yeah 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 yeah. Like, yeah yeah that was that was pretty good where he's just you know but he turns you know bob Coden, odenkirk's character is so believable in both realms which is hard to imagine i mean partially it's because of the way that he looks 
I mean, he really looks more like mm-hmm. the guy in the beginning. He looks more like the guy who's not going to, you know, you have to say, first of all, the two people that break into his house are uh, just breaking into their house because they, they need money. They have a child who is, who's ill, but he doesn't know this, but he finds it out because he goes looking for them because of the kitty cat bracelet. They Yeah, the first it. two are desperate yeah. criminals. They're not like mobster criminals. No, they're, they're not like related whatever. to this, yeah. but that's what sets the whole ball rolling for when he gets on the bus and... Um, and the fact that he, you know, his wife drives the car to work and he rides the bus and uh, you're just all believing that. And then I think there was a split second when I was watching it where I was like, oh, I don't know that I'm going to buy that he turns into killing machine. And I totally buy it. I mean, and I think it's just the way that he sort of turns on those guys in the bus and just wrecks the whole thing in and it takes forever. You know, it's not one of those things where there's five yep. guys and it's him and he's like, pew, 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 and it's all done. This takes for, this takes like 10 minutes for him to like. That's why I like the bus scene because he doesn't just kick all their asses immediately. He ha- he gets hurt a little bit and he, he has does. to struggle to, to win. And yeah. like, you know, he takes a lot of licks, like much more, you, you buy in with this guy a lot more that he, oh, he hasn't done this in a while. And, you know, he's not in the tip top of what he used to. I mean, he's still, we see he does pull-ups all the time. He's still keeping in shape in right. general, but like he's not. He's not his old killer self currently. No, but this is all it takes is that one, you know, getting rid of the, all those bus guys. I don't think, I think he just kills the one, but getting rid of all those young bus guys. And then it's like, okay, now he's back to, you know, where he, where he goes. And then the plot just goes right on from there that, you know, the Russian guy finds out that it's his brother. And even though he didn't like his brother, um, the, the rest of the characters just kind of float away from me with the exception of his dad, Christopher Lloyd. I don't think I have smiled or laughed louder when we get toward the end of the movie and it's um, him and uh, was it RZA and, and Mm -hmm. uh, Bob Odenkirk against the world. And I am just like, I didn't know I needed this, but I did. I loved that. (laughs) I loved seeing, it's been a while since I've seen Christopher Lloyd and he's, I thought, no, they're, it, it was the same sort of thing. I'm like, when I saw him, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work. And then he totally blows that guy away in his nursing home, uh, two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm like, all right, I'm on board with this too. So these guys are perfect. They're selling me the bill of goods 100%. And I love that. So those two characters run the movie and make the whole thing for me. And it's a fast movie. It's uh, There's, you know, when we said the plot is basic, it is basic and it doesn't, if it got any more plotty, I would probably not care. I just want action scene to action scene to action scene. And that's exactly how it goes. So uh, I'm going to give the characters, because um, it's basically based on Christopher Lloyd and Bob Odenkirk, I'm going to give them a four. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's 92 minutes, perfect runtime, just the right amount of buildup to when he snaps, because any more would have been too much and it's just the right amount there's also good visual stuff that i like in in the beginning we gotta talk about that the ne- in the next thing though because that's great it's You're good right. stuff yeah, yeah. So good. uh but like the the final yeah the final like i i i kind of for like a little bit forgot that david was was gonna come back and like because i figured he would and then i didn't know rza would come out at all as harry and i'm like 
it's those three, which, you know, if you look at, if you were saw this 25 years ago, you're like, yeah, the guy from Wu-Tang Clan, the sketch co- co- comic, and Doc Brown are going to go and take out the Russian mobster. Like, you know, nothing you would nope. expect not so not too long ago. But it that is, like, that final fight works way better than it, it, it has any right to. Uh, and it's because I don't think those three work well in a, in a playing off each other. The, yeah. the villains are whatever, the families are whatever, but I think, yeah, yeah like, like the most surprising is I saw the trailers a lot and I was a little skept- more skeptical. Uh, the, the, the way the trailer plays is like an older kind of movie. And, and the guys, the guy who does the voice in theaters, whenever, like, right. I'm like, <laughs> I heard that. And I'm like, Oh, I haven't heard that in like 10 years. Like that kind this kind of feels like older. And it's also got a bunch of cuts where, you know, he says, I'm going to fuck you up or like, give me yeah. the fucking thing. And, but they use like, a neutered swear word and like you know it's 80 yard so <laughs> the trailer left a weird taste in my mouth because i've seen it so much it's the only trailer i've seen like in every before every movie uh, the past okay. couple months yeah but so that exceeded that he actually worked so well like because I, I always like bob odenkirk but i didn't this is i was like can he really do everything he's done a good he's done drama which i didn't think he could do he's really solid comedian but I didn't know he could do this too, and I think I think there's going to be more of these because it didn't cost so much. Even in these times, I think it's going to make its money back. It's made by John Wick guys, so if they could cameo him in a John Wick thing, I'm sure they will. Yeah. Uh, so I think it rises on his performance. I'm going to give it like a three five though. I'm not like super hot on there's beyond him. I think they just kind of good bit parts. But yeah. the uh, the visual and sound. This is where. I was. This is where I expected. I'm like, if they're if they're gonna do something here, that's gonna make this not just be a two and a half three star movie. Move on. It'll be here. So, what do you think of the visual and sound? This is the thing about this movie. Somehow they you're you're right. They have the right gathering of people to play these the the mainish characters, and then and then there's the different way that this movie feels. Like three or four times within this movie, I'm like it shifts so quickly to a different style that it just keeps you, it keeps you going. You're still, you you still have that adrenaline that for an hour and a half that, you know, you're hyped to see what's next because each scene is different. You know, in the beginning we get the, the montage scenes of him going to work every day. And I am just like, I'm in right at that moment going, this is great. I love this. You know, it's like he's running. Uh, he misses the trash man. His wife is like, you miss the trash again. Yep. You know, it's the same thing over and over again. And you totally get, but the way that it's filmed, it's like, it's quick, but it's effective. And you're seeing the same thing over and over again. And you're like, okay, this, this I can, I get it. So I like that that's a beginning. And then there's the middle sort of storytelling part that kind of, you know, the action sequences are really long and intense, but somehow they're not, I don't know how to describe it. There's like, there is enough of a little break in between where you can breathe and then go right into the next long action sequence. They're done beautifully. The, the action choreography is, is pretty good in this. And then we get to the final scene, which I like to say is home alone, but for adults. (laughs) Because they got a lot of little final... traps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the final scene, he's getting ready and he's, he's, you know, he now owns this business. Um, and he's, he basically bought it so that he can make it into his own little Kevin McAllister house so he can trap and kill all of 
the leftover Russians, whoever's left, including the big guy. So it's, and that's where our, our three, our crew of three come together and, you know, and, and hash it all out. So I just think it's, I think it's great. It's a fun ride. It felt like it was about 40 minutes long and it was fun. I, I could, I could watch it again and still probably really enjoy it, even though I know what, what's going to be happening. Um, so this, this is, is a comes on the, t- this is a comes on the TV in six months and you'll, you'll keep it on if it's at the right part. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, I'm only going to watch a little bit of this. And then you're screwed because you're watching it all the way to the end. That's just well, yeah, the best the best because you're like, well, I got to wait till the, 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 the RZA uh, Christopher Lloyd fight part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, who doesn't want to watch? I don't know how old Christopher Lloyd is, but like in his 70s, I'm guessing. Who doesn't or maybe 80s? Who, yeah. who doesn't want to watch him, you know, blow away a bunch of bad guys? So, um, yeah, so this is great. I like this part a lot. I give it a four or five. The uh yeah the the it hooked it hooked me in immediately like uh, it, it gained a a lot of trust immediately with the way it cuts quickly through his weeks and it's repetitive mm-hmm. and like that's a lot of that's a, immediately I'm like all right good good way to start this because already I'm like giving some leash I want it to develop I want to see more of this because this is someone who's going to uh, uh you have interesting shots and stuff and it's got yeah. a lot of it's 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 close to a montage but it's not a montage but it's in the it's in the same uh it's like a montage cousin and, uh, and then. <laughs> It has a lot of the more cliche things that I really like. Like I like when the bad guy has a, a club or a bar and he's kind of uh, eccentric and then he gets violent. Like it's, it's, that's a, that's a trope that I like. I'm like, eh, I don't really care about this villain at all, but at least he's like got a personality almost. He's kind of a uh, fun villain. I mean, he's, well, it also makes it one cause we, we get to the end of the second act, beginning of the third act where he's destroyed. The, the bad guy's like a babysitter for all this money at the time is basically what his part of the operation is in his club. And Bob Odenkirk destroys it all. Uh, right. And so they're sitting down and he's got the, the claymore around his finger. He could blow everyone up in there. So, <laughs> I, I, and he, that's one of the parts I liked that. I don't know if you always get something like this where he kind of appeals. He's like, I, I just want to leave this. I, you know, I, I tried to leave and then I came back. And I'm like, I need to actually leave. Like, I need to not do this anymore. And like, I've heard that you don't want to do this, that you're tired of doing this. Like, just take this opportunity. We can both yeah. leave. Like, like, he's like, you destroy all the money. Like, you came to my house. Like, let's, uh, you know, it's, let's bleed. And I thought it was possible that he wouldn't, that he would. That he would take the deal, that the Russians uh, yeah, would take the deal. Yeah, I, I knew it yeah. would go, I knew it was going further, but I thought maybe, but then I was like, oh, economy of characters, there's no bigger bad, we don't know those other guys that from the right. beginning that he, so, so it has to be him at the end, unless someone like becomes a weird traitor person, but I wouldn't expect that. So I, I thought though, if they had somehow made that work out, because that's another thing I liked is that the reason he gave up the life is because he spared that one guy checked on him the one time and he's just got like a, a normal family and everything's fine. And he's like that fucking asshole. Like he gets to go, he gets to go and live with the regular life. And like, right. I, I like that. That's his impetus to, to trying to, to get, you know, become normal suburban dad guy. Uh, so the, all, all, and then sound wise, uh, all the songs work except for uh, "Wonderful World." The the Oh, you didn't like that? I never I liked that. Was that. Okay. I don't like that song. Oh. I don't like that song. That song's done in movies for me. I hear it too much. All the other ones, <laughs> uh, you know, you hear you've heard them before, but they're still they're still fresher. That's like 
real stale old broken song like that's one of those ones i'm like that's like uh walking on sunshine uh, in like a trying on clothes montage level of i'm i'm it's retired for me <laughs> but uh that's a nitpicky kind of thing uh yeah i'm gonna give the visual sound of mm, i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it a four or five i think i think there's yeah. a lot of inventiveness in here and it's the the, the strength of the movie uh, so yeah, yeah the, the Russian guy does not take the deal and we have the showdown no. with everybody. RZ gets tagged, but he survives. Bob Kirk does a nice, cool finishing maneuver where he has like a shield and he, like runs at him <laughs> at, with a, with the, uh, the claymore. So uh, a lot of other cool, cool creative kills. Uh, the checkoff, checkoff's gun. There's a checkoff's gun. He has the gun in the freezer and the box yep. earlier that the brother-in-law gave him. So they got every, everything gets nice wrapped up in a bow. Uh, and then the, so they all, the father and the brother escape, and he's arrested by the cops. He also finds the cat in the ceiling duct. Another piece of like, oh, remember earlier the lady was like, "There's something in the ceiling," and now he's got the cat, which uh, we saw at yeah, the beginning. Yeah. So all those little things tie up together. Just a, a lot of nice little threads tied together that uh, make it a little a little stronger as a whole piece. Uh, and they're like, and then the police are cu- questioning him. Three months later, though, we see that he's getting a new house with his wife, and then he gets a call. Yeah. And we don't hear anything on the call. We hear his reaction to the call. And we know it's got to be some sort of something. Some sort of right. like his brother is dead or uh, He's another bad. called back in. Yeah, a government, a bigger bad guy. Somebody. Somebody's called him. And that's the yeah. end. And I didn't see this. Apparently there was a mid-credits scene. I don't know if you guys stayed. But it shows Harry and David are shown driving to an undisclosed location with an RV full of guns. I didn't oh, see yeah, that. yeah. We, we, yeah, we saw that. Okay, so I guess yeah. whatever... Whether it's a sequel or they show up in John Wick or something else, this this group is not done yet. They got more coming, so yeah, uh, that's the end for now of nobody. I was th- the whole time I was watching. I'm like, what's the trilogy going to be called? Nobody, somebody, everybody, something like that, or <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what do you give the resonance feel? Or is it just going to be like John Wick, where it's nobody two, nobody? Yeah. Three. For, like um, that shouldn't work for John Wick, but I, I actually like the Wick films more than this. This is more funny, but the Wick films I think are kind of like peak action. But this just has it all. If you're going to see like a fun, this is this does harken back to like the '90s, um, and I see why you got that feel. I only saw a preview for this one time um, in the theaters, so it wasn't I wasn't being bashed over the head with it. So, um, but it does harken back to that to the Die Hard era. Um, pretty much and you know somebody who's not you don't think is going to be the person that they are and then all of a sudden they come out and they're even more than you thought it was going to be so yeah I I you know this is this is a thing for me I really enjoy these kind of movies I like the takens um, I don't need all the takens that are not takens I don't need the one you know taken on a train taken uh, the, on the Jess movies and all of that <laughs> yeah the Jess the Jess version of, of taken uh, I saw the but, Marksman earlier this year. That was taken on the border. Oh, is that also Liam Neeson? Yeah, it's only it's only taken on the something or taken with the something. Yeah, I know. Neeson. I'm just I haven't Liam seen Neeson, that one. In that, he's like a, a he's been like a rancher in Arizona or something. I'm like this oh. Irish guy's been a rancher in Arizona. Okay, whatever. Sure. Like all yeah, types rancher, of people in the world, I guess. That might be the reason I haven't seen it. I don't do a lot of ranching movies, but yeah. um, I did just see him in a movie where he and his son try to renovate a house in italy so i don't know if that's like taken on the hillside or i don't 
think anyone was it a taken is it a is it like an action movie or is it like a drama because he still does a couple dramas and like other. yeah i mean it was a drama but it was so much not a taken movie that i just didn't even finish it so i don't really know maybe something really interesting happened at the end i'm not sure not Um, non-stop uh the what's the the one in the snow that's taken on a train non-stop is taken on a plane take on a train is no you're right no non-stop is the plane one the train oh, one he... is like the commuter or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then the and then in the snow <laughs> is is uh, 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 taken in the snow is the worst. No, taken in the snow is the best. Jess and I both love no. that. that. That was a second review we ever did for the Cold Pursuit. That is a great one. That was. I mean, go back and listen to the the podcast because it's way better than the movie. So yeah, that's that, a funny. That's movie. where I'm. That's where I'm landing. It's a funny movie. It's not supposed to be a funny movie. Do you though. have a reservation? What do you mean by that? <laughs> that's the only funny line in the movie it's the only it's funny hilarious. Line, it's and the funny. rest of it is just yeah anyway uh yeah, this anyway. however is a funny movie so um i like it i like how it ends i like that his family has no idea and i also like that his basement is a safe house we didn't really talk about that that he actually is set for all of this but um i like that he's set for it but his family has no idea of what's going on and and all the carnage takes place and they're basically in the basement and come upstairs and it's just like you know a massive bloodbath so um the residence and feel it's a it was fun it was a it felt like going to the movies um there were significant people in this movie this is the first time i've been to a film uh since i think wonder woman 84 where i wasn't like part of the only crowd in the theater so um there were probably six or eight other people in this very small theater and it was really kind of great and they were having a good time and um it was just a really nice experience i think that kind of caps it all off for me that it was a good movie going experience so resonance and feel is a four yeah this is pretty full for me too i was in like a big theater like i want like the biggest one this theater this the whole place had and it was it definitely maxed it's 40 percent. like there were there were people in every two every two seats there was probably a a group or something so this was right more full ones i've seen uh there's a but like i I walked by i would i you know usually go to the bathroom at least once and i walked by the point where he was giving one of or bob Kirk saying the thing the guy said before about the car it's like uh v v8 under the hood uh let's see how quick this baby can go zero to six or however he said it and so one of the i heard like probably a guy in his like mid 50s and he's just like, uh, yeah, like he did like, a, like a, <laughs> he like genuinely like, uh, and then he went, yeah, that resonated afterwards. with him big time. I'm like, I kind of at that point, I was like, uh, I mean, I'm glad you're enjoying it. You could be enjoying worse, but I was like, uh, it's just not. <laughs> <laughs> now you know the audience though that's the audience i knew I mean, that was i knew that was the audience but like yeah. it's a big theater and everyone's far enough apart where i couldn't hear anyone's reactions except for like a few people but like I, he was in the front row and i walked by and I, uh, yeah yeah he likes he cargo fast bob odenkirk i'm like all right whatever um yeah i i this is not like a sticky movie for me i it uh, was slightly above my expectations because it's kind of hard because like i expected large things because john wick people and guy who made hardcore henry so i knew there would be style to this 
but then yeah. those trailers were so bad that I thought it could be a total misfire. And I think it was closer to, to good than misfire. So I'm going to give it like a three only, I think, just because I don't think I'm ever going to revisit this one. I like the Wicks more. There's more comedy uh, action movies that I like more than this, but uh, it's it's worth your time. I think most anyone can enjoy it unless you really just hate shoot 'em up movies. Like if, like like I don't know if Jess would care for this, but I think even like Nicole could 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 stomach this one. Um, it's pretty gory. I mean, you have to. It's it's you know. It's not for the faint. It's so. yeah, but uh, yeah, I suppose. I it's it's more the shootingness of it that just like some people get mind numbed by that. I, I think I think gore people are kind of numb to these days, especially the younger crowds. But well, uh, you're gonna that's, rec- that's terrible. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just like those horror movies where people's faces get like ripped off and then demons fly out of them. Like that's like her favorite movies. So I blame Quentin Tarantino. She doesn't even know so. who that is. Uh, you're gonna recommend nobody. Yeah, I'm going to recommend Nobody. I think it's fun. I think there's not a lot to see in at the movies. Uh, now that I'm back where I'm at, there aren't any movies at all to see. So, um, yeah, go back. Go to the movies. Support your theater. I want to give a shout out to the Park Plaza, where I've seen all these last few movies um, in Hilton Head, South Carolina. They're an independent movie chain and it's great this couple runs it they've got their dogs that come in it's they seem to have a really nice little crowd it's great Good yeah i was i got to see uh what did we see with what i see with you there fought the father father great great, yeah. great little theater uh very unique very fun i, I you know I, I hope they continue to survive through you know the theater times come out the other side because they are they're quality yeah. they're uh probably the best independent theater i've been to in a very long Good time people so. Yeah. Good people. And uh good enough movie to recommend. I'm not like a firing on all cylinders saying you have to see it, but uh if you know comes across on your TV in a couple months or if you're going to theaters and you need like a broad movie that'll please your party and it's you know, your everyone's an adult and can stop. Yeah, everyone must be an adult, yeah. Yeah. If you unless <laughs> anyway, this isn't a family movie, but if you're going with like, I don't know, if you're in your twenties, thirties, forties, you know, you're going with a couple friends, this will this will be fine. This will this will satisfy yeah. everyone. Uh, so two recommends for nobody, not a movie we would usually do on here, but again, no one wanted to do Kong vs. Godzilla except for me. So, uh, no, but when I looked on IMDB this afternoon, uh, and I was looking up this movie, nobody, um, it said, you also may want to see Kong vs. Godzilla. And I said, no, I do not. Well, I'm telling but... like you might not want to do that, but like, I will. I, I, I mean, I want to see it out of curiosity because I've seen all the other ones at this point. But uh, the um, that guy who went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> he's gonna go see Godzilla vs Kong. So I think they're probably talking oh, about that guy. They're talking about yeah. that guy. Uh, you might like this. Uh, we're not. I don't think we're doing Mortal Kombat either. So I'm. I'm really. I'm shielding you guys from a lot of these movies that I know you have no interest in. So we'll be doing more streaming movies coming up in the meantime, and we have another listener suggestion coming up, and we would like some more because we, you know, got May and June slots still available. Stuff's trickling back, but uh, April's kind of barren still. So. Yeah. If you have anything to recommend to us, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook, reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore podhost. And you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. That'll do it. Thank you for being on Nobody, Mama K. Yeah, absolutely. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. 
Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.